I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Overcome the pressure with laughter. When I do it with all I heart, I prosper. 
all your heart and prosper. Do it to just a part and fail. The service is the worship. So let the will of the most high prevail. I am the earth and water, I am the full moon, I am the first mother, the universal womb. They call me sacred though this is the mother can supreme, the mothership that wants the first terrestrial being. I come from distant planets and now I have returned. I am the great goddess come to you in human form. Serious by nature, I hold my magic wand, cast my Kyrie shells and reason in the dirt I stand on. My power is electric, you feel it in my gaze. I will look on when others perish in the end of days. They call it I mortal, I move through space portals. My body turns to dust, I traded for a better model. I am the shrine keeper, civilization teacher. I am the sun's reflection and the divine receiver. I birthed the last giant, now called the juggernauts. When I designed the trees, I made the roots from my Nazi locks. I am the fertile ground, and I am heaven's skies. I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light. I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom. I am a black hole pulling stars inside my chasm. You think you know me, but my name eludes you well. I am your consciousness, and I'm your dream spell. I am but all things, yet I am none at all. Enemies fear me, but mostly they just respect and awe. Something, as we say, I'm compelled by a spiritual force that I cannot resist. Besides me, I say can't keep out by the shade. Um, which means? Which means a spiritual force that I cannot resist. I am the earth and water. I am the full moon. I am the first mother. The universal womb. They call me sacred lotus with the mother kind supreme. The mothership that brought the first terrestrial being. I come from distant planets and now I have returned. I am the great goddess come to you in human form. Mysterious by nature. I hold my magic wand. Cast my carry shells and reason in the dirt I stand on. My power is electric. You feel it in my game. I will the burn when others perish in the end of days. They call it I mortal. I move through space portals. My body turns to dust. I traded for a better model. I am the shrine keeper, civilization teacher. 
reflection and the divine receiver. I burnt the last giant, now called the juggernaut. When I designed the cheese, I made the roots from my Nazi locks. I am the fertile ground, and I am heaven's sky. I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light. I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom. I am a black hole pulling stars inside my chasm. You think you know me, but my name eludes you well. I am your consciousness, and I'm your dream spell. I am but all things, yet I am none at all. Enemies fear me, but mostly they just respect it all. They always thought Africa was something dark and mysterious because of lack of knowledge. If you want to go to Africa, go back to Africa. You know, all those kind of negative things that try to make you really feel bad, but, you know, you just show their own ignorance because I feel good about my Africanism. To those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women's Wednesdays. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Thank you for being here. Blessings, strength, and love to all, oneness to all. Tonight's theme is consciousness shifting, levels and components, part two. The shift just happened in the skies. As above, so below, over span. We're going to start off in the praise up. 
and pieces of the Bible that I feel are relevant to this theme, starting off with 2 Thessalonians 3. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, For all men have not faith, but the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and extort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye brethren, be not wary in doing well and well-doing. Any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token of every epistle. So I write, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, casting all your care upon him, for he careth you. And Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be, be, be made known unto God. And Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Ephesians 4.22-32, that ye put off concerning the former conversation of that, of, of that old man, which is corrupt according to the, to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and be renewed. 
be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. But we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace upon unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed, sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. In Yeshua's name. Okay, so we're going to take a music moment and meditate on the words of the Most High to get us through the by and by and come back with tonight's theme. Consciousness shifting. Shifting the consciousness. The levels and components. Blessings and grace.
just spreading, spreading, then I formed a coalition with my intuition. Swear it's out with doubt, and then we try to die. Swear it's out with might, and then we might die. If I don't change me, who or what die? What's your purpose, dog? Open and shut. I'm in sure as a concept. It's my Blessings and grace. It is the season for the shift, inward manifestation of serenity, and knowing thyself, and being thyself, and the full purpose of it. And that's the first stage of the seven shamanic levels of consciousness: is knowing yourself. Knowing yourself is the key to spiritual evolution. Know thyself, and knowing thyself, you will know the divine. Everything that happens to you in the first 20 years of your life is built into the foundation of your being. For the simple reason that as a child, you were unable to shield yourself against outside influences. Toward adulthood, you learn how to protect yourself. But by then, you were already full of programs 
put into your mind by your parents, the school, and anyone else who had an influence on you. This also applies to events. Sexual, sexual abuse during childhood has a tremendous impact on the soul for the rest of one's life. The rebirthing process, right? To, um, there's a man named Leonard Orr, and he says a good tool is to come in contact, re-experience, and release emotional blockages of your past. It will eventually eliminate primal trauma and transform the subconscious impression of birth into a gentle and awakening event. You know, look back on what happened and all your present relationships are based on how you dealt with your family interaction with what's familiar, familial, overstand. And that carries weight and understand the word wait, because <laughs> the wait makes you wait. <laughs> it makes you wait for whatever it is you didn't in your life because you're carrying the burden of the weight, and the wait takes up time, right? Wasted time, waiting, waiting for yourself to get it together, waiting for things to fall into place, not knowing that it's all in you that has to come into alignment first. So know thyself. Overstand thyself. Get all inside, you know. And then the next level is mankind consciousness. Most people live in an egocentric basis and the world revolves around themselves. You know, you've made a big step forward by leaving your self-creative, protected enclosure. Becoming conscious that you're part of mankind being a part of an enormous group of intelligent beings is a privilege. You know, genetic consciousness, the entire human experience, you know, karmic consciousness, karmic consciousness, you know, the cause and the effect of it all. The universe is constructed in such a way that each, that, that, that each action initiates an effect, which in turn creates another effect and so on. So whatever you do, always create consequences. Whatever you do, depending on your point of view. So you can, you know, encompass that knowledge and maneuver effectively. To will things into the being within the mankind frequency and pull those that you need near to you by the way you treat others and others who you entreat. Okay, amphibious consciousness. Amphibious, right? We came from the womb, from the water, right? The energetic cells on a cellular level, on a lucid level, on the energetic level. Amphibious consciousness corresponds to the stage in evolution when amphibians were leaving the water and entering the land. The water, the oceans connect all life together. Life in the oceans promotes a sense of unity. 
of being one with everything around oneself. We are made of water and spherical consciousness, expanding, movement in all directions, spherical. Spherical consciousness corresponds to the period of evolution in which life forms are found only in the oceans, right? So identify with the water. You have to ride the wave. The currencies, the current. Are you current? Are you in reality? Are you are you reality based? Or are you wishing upon a star? The currency you carry, overstand, is directed through that consciousness. And crystal consciousness. That corresponds to the stage in evolution in which the earth crystallized. Before there were any primitive organisms, before any cells, only crystallized matter existed. In spite of what present-day science claimed, nothing in the universe is dead. Everything is alive. This includes matter. Matter is also a life form, vivified by the omnipresence of life energy. Matter has been created. It has structure. It has the ability to grow. Crystals grow, and it ages. Crystal consciousness brings you into the contact with all matter, with its crystal forms, crystalline structures, molecules, and atoms. We have crystals inside of our body. And atoms with subatomic particles and quantum energies. Shamans all over the world have always had crystals in their possessions. And it's not just limited to quartz. You know, there are all kinds of stones that resonate and give off energy. If you're walking and you see a rock, pick it up if it, if it just calls to you. You never know, that might be your stone of power. Go look into the minerals. Go into those stores that sell those big chunks of of um, all different types of quartz and 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 crystals, and turquoise, and amethyst. Bring good energy into your home and onto your being. And light consciousness. So crystal consciousness comprises a purification of the perception from the bodily senses. You know, because we as spiritual beings having a human experience. So light consciousness is above the created world. We have to tune into the light of the Most High and have it lift us up to a light level of consciousness. My mother used to tell me, she taught me how to meditate at the age of nine. And she used to tell me you know, that you meditate until you see the white light you know, with your eyes closed. And she used to say, when you get there, you bathe yourself. In the white light. Overstand. Because that's who we are. That's the spark that's giving us life and breath and and everything to move and to be animated is the light inside of us all, the light of the most high. And sound consciousness. Music causes my soul to dance. In the murmur of the wind I hear your flute. The waves of the sea keep the rhythm of my dancing steps. 
through the whole of nature. I hear your music played, my beloved. My soul, while dancing, speaks its joy in song. Hazrat and Yat Khan. And that's a quote about the primal sound. The sound of creation is a continuous sound that reverberates throughout the entire cosmos, creating, maintaining, and destroying it every moment. And we're a part of it. We exist as sound. We exist as sound at the most fundamental level of our beings. Words sound power. Furthermore, all your bodies, mental, astral, and physical, all vibrate and have their own characteristic sounds. I went online one time and I looked up the sound of Mars and the sound of Earth, and you can actually hear that on those scientific websites. And it's really weird to hear the sound that it makes within the universe because of all the frequencies involved in the planet. And knowledge of sound is the knowledge of the universe. Sound can be used to induce changes. When you keep your intentions pure, you can use sound or music to the benefit of yourself and others. In past centuries, music was divided in three. Musica mundana is the harmony of the universe, the the macrocosmos, the harmony of measurement, weight, and number in the philosophical sense, the seasons, night and day. And music humana is the music of the soul, the harmony of man, the microcosmos as a reflection of the macrocosmos. And music instrumentalis is music created by the blessed one who is able to receive the cosmic beauty and harmony of the divine and translate it to human proportions as instrumental music. And the Hermetic philosophers talked about the harmony of the seers based upon their own experience in which they became one with nature, in which its music was felt and lived. But music not only uplifts the soul, but causes changes on many subtle levels. It's important to listen to or be in the presence of harmonic music, or at least music that makes you feel better. On subtle levels, sound and dance beings, dance as an expression of sound, are extremely sensitive to vibrations and higher aesthetics. Sounds and musical disharmonies, incoherent movements can make them nauseated and angry. Our body's an instrument. We have to tune in. And the nine key components of the shift into higher consciousness, you know, is the mass consciousness of production, consumption, right? And then the disturbance and the force, it rattles our confidence, pulling us out of our own tunnel vision, which the most high set for us, our own path. Then you have the introspective quest for knowledge and truth. And the knowledge and information are fuel for personal transformation. And once awakened, our natural draw toward truth and justice calls us to consider new ideas 
and outside perspectives as we search for a new understanding of the world for our own selves. And then you have the dark night of the soul where the disturbance begins to conflict with your contemporary consciousness, what you thought was true, what you thought was real, what you thought, instead of what you know. And a certain amount of cognitive dissonance is required. And then, you know, then you learn about, about discovering real medicine, the nature of the most high, Qigong, Kung Fu, right? Yoga, meditation, purification and detox, rethinking authority, dependence and liberty, detoxing and pushing out old versions of yourself away and rejuvenating the psyche. Nonconformity, right? Organize yourself into your own order instead of a pecking order subscribed by somebody else. You know, liberty, freedom within yourself. And letting go and discarding of that which does not serve you in order to move through the process of transformation. It's necessary to jettison the things and people and relationships and habits and ideas. Jettison. Get rid of jet, jet, jet away, <laughs> which no longer serve and support us. You know, human beings, and we energetically interact with objects and people in our environment. Like all those horrible statues that are coming down around around the country, right? With objects and people in our environment. And eliminating and purging sources of stagnant energy and negativity creates a space for new experience and inspiration to enter and, and, and a flow into life. And this is the one, one of the most renewing components of transformation. And then you become initiated into the mysteries, right? You understand the universal laws. You're eating energetically to hype up your own frequency. You're meditating. You overstood the components of the matrix that you're in and assessing ways to move forward. And through these, and, and you know, and so during that time of that consciousness shift, you may feel, you know, shame because things that you have done and been through and you see your side of it as opposed to just having this arrogance of, you know, not letting the most high guide your mind so that you can see your part. And then you have the guilt. And then you go through apathy, right? That feeling of hopelessness or, you know, helplessness and then grief. Because you have to let go of that old self. And then there's fear, which is false evidence appearing real. As long as you know that, you can move past it. You know? And then desire, desire for that connection with the Most High. And then there's a level of anger and frustration of the of the negative confluence of the world around you. 
But once you stay in tune and stay on the path of yourself with the Most High, there will be a pride of attachment and a favor and specialness and love because the Most High will clear the way. And in doing that, gives you courage. The courage is the gateway. This is where you start to see life as challenging and exciting instead of overwhelming. Right? It's challenging. It's exciting. You begin to have an inkling of interest in personal growth, skill building, career advancement, education, whatever. You start to see your future as an improvement upon your past rather than a continuation of the same. And then you get into new in, into neutrality. You know? But you can't let that set in because that is a comfortable place. And you have to push past and be willing to try things new and, and, and to be acceptive of the shift that's happening. The possibilities of living proactively. At the level of willingness, you've become competent. You want to put your abilities to good use. That's the level of setting and achieving goals. Accepting what the Most High put on you to do. And you begin to understand the reason, right? And then how to use the seasons, understand. And how to use the seasons, this season right now. And transcend the emotional aspects of the lower levels and begin to to clearly and rationally think. Becoming capable of using your reasoning abilities to their fullest extent. You now have the discipline and the proactivity to fully exploit your own natural abilities. And you'll be able to make meaningful contributions and do it with love and joy in your heart and peace and walk in enlightenment. You have to walk in the enlightenment, not just talk it. Sit back and feel the rhythm of oneness and peace and draw upon that. That's the most important aspect, the oneness and peace of it all. And so there are levels of consciousness between identifying with internalizing your environment and choosing to transform from within by heart. So at the first level, you identify completely with your environment, whether you're rich or poor, peaceful or warlike, cruel or loving. Right, that's those are the ones that accept their social and vis- and physical environments as they are. If you're wealthy, you define your your yourself in terms of your salary, your net worth. If you're poor, those there are ones that accept that they'll always be poor. So you make your transition from the first level of consciousness to the second level of consciousness when you become disillusioned with 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 the whole reality of it all. You begin to enter the second level when you realize that the physical and social reality 
you have internalized is not real. It's a social construct. It's not real. When you enter the second level of consciousness, you're surprised by your attraction to being alone. So you can think instead of being around people. Right? You find yourself wanting to listen to a greater variety of people. You know? Not just being around the same people all the time. You abandon your temporary physical and social illusions and transform them from inside, from within. A lot of times when people get to the second level, they'll quit their jobs, they'll sell their houses, they may even divorce. They just know it's just time to move on and this in this reality is false. So you make the transition from the second level of consciousness to the third level when you decide to take time to develop your mind and heart now. At the third level of consciousness, you identify with your physical environment about 80% and start to feel and think for yourself, creating your heart. And you become very sensitive to energies in your body, in your heart, in your mind, and you start to cultivate them. Developing your artistic abilities, empathy, your need for spiritual connection, your physical appetites, your creativity, your intuitions, following through on them. You make the transition from the third level of consciousness to the fourth level when you begin to see that you influence life. You. You make the transition to the fourth level of consciousness when you realize that training crushes your personality. That ego, you develop unique gifts. At the fourth level, you identify with your environment now at like 70% and start focusing more on unique spirit, changing who you are, deciding what kind of person you want to be regardless of the kind of person you have been or are right now. You decide your lifestyle, what it's going to be like, what kind of friends you're going to have, what resources you will use. You practice being mindful and attentive. You change your thoughts and emotions to match who you want to be. At the fourth level, you realize that each second of consciousness counts because every thought that you have defines who you are. You examine your thoughts, emphasizing those that are healthy and eliminating the rest. When you make the transition from the fourth level of consciousness to the fifth level, you're discovering your spiritual self within you. And you enter the fifth level when you have successfully maintained your health with balance. You have abundant love energy and ideas. At the fifth level, you identify with your physical environment 60% at this point. And you start spending more time with your true spiritual self. You've expanded from point to line to object to being in time and then into a being. At the fifth level, you stop living for other people and start living for yourself. And you offer service based on your spirit. Your leisure time is spent meditating, praying, seeing Composing, caring, loving, 
rejoicing, thanking. At the fifth level, you choose to live instead of forcing yourself to live. You choose to live instead of forcing yourself to live. And so you make the transition from the fifth level to the sixth level when all physical reality starts running parallel to your spiritual reality. You enter the sixth level of consciousness when you put all of your energies into spiritual development and physical realities derive from you. Understand, now you're, now you're creating realities. At the sixth level of consciousness, you identify with your physical environment around 50% and start living a double life, right, in the world but not of it. At the sixth level of consciousness, you are in the world, not of it. You show people the physical realities they know, not the true spirit inside. You're bridging between spirituality and physical reality a dual ambassador, a great double agent. At the sixth level of consciousness, you're constantly translating between spirituality and various social and physical reality. And sometimes that can create confusion. At the sixth level of consciousness, you spend half the time physically manifesting inspiration and half of the time interpreting spiritual signs. A person of many masks, many social roles, identities, but one true highest self, love. You know, at the sixth level, you meditate while working so that you can meditate people's conflicts and help humanity move more, more toward heaven. At the sixth level, you have parallel thoughts in your mind, parallel emotions in your heart, because you are a spirit bridge, a bridge of spirits. You make transition from the sixth level of consciousness to the seventh when you're no longer a spiritual bridge because everyone is now spiritual. You enter the seventh level when you create heaven on earth with each thought, feeling and action in every single day of your life. At the seventh level of consciousness, you identify with your physical environment 40% and start living from your heart mind, spirit, and soul daily. Living from your heart, mind, spirit, and soul all simultaneously as a complete balanced human being. Goals, right? Aspirations. Seventh level of consciousness, you live from your heart by connecting with people, animals, and plants emotionally, communicating with energy. Consciousness, you sense what's inside people's hearts, what hurts them most, what gives them joy. At that level of consciousness, you may have the the ability to heal them. Seventh level consciousness, you live from your mind by connecting with people psychically. You make the transition from the seventh level of consciousness when you expand your spirit to connect with all energies, around you every second. You enter the eighth level of consciousness when you become symbiotically connected to every person you meet, animal you touch, and every vibration. The eighth level, you identify with the environment 30%, but connect with yourself, with other people, and other energies. 
We realize that all feeling, thought, and action is based on greater and lesser degrees of vibrating energy. You learn how to change your vibrations to match the vibration of each form of energy you communicate with. At the eighth level of consciousness, you can influence other people's actions with your vibrations, someone like the Jedi mind trick in Star Wars. At the eighth level, you are a servant of spirit, the multi, fully. You use material resources as needed to serve the purpose of awakening others. At the eighth level, you sense spiritual needs of each energy in your environment. And their energies into you and you into them. You make the transition from eighth to ninth level consciousness when your thoughts and feelings become so strong that they transform every person. You enter the ninth level of consciousness when you walk into rooms and everyone instantly feels pure love, changing their feelings and being. At the ninth level of consciousness, you identify with your physical environment 20%, and you are becoming pure energy within and you transform others. At the ninth level of consciousness, you can transform people you meet and communicate with, improving their lives by raising their spiritual awareness. Just by being around one that's reached that level, the energy, the vibratory nature of the being. So from the 10th level of consciousness, you make the transition from the 9th to the 10th when you no longer have to be in a place for your loving existence to be enjoyed. You enter the 10th level of consciousness when you dream and people's lives change. You talk and people act. You write and the world changes. At the 10th level of consciousness, you identify with your physical environment 10%. Your spirit absorbs so much that you feel and act through others. Understand. At the 10th level of consciousness, you can perform seemingly amazing feats of physical and mental activities because love makes you superhuman. Love. The full enveloping of the Shekinah glory of being a pure vessel for the Most High. Your total being integrates with the collective spirit. When you to form a collective spirit, and when you act, you act together. Focusing infinite divine power on all things around you to create. At the tenth level of consciousness, you become God's magnifying glass. Wherever your attention focuses, you spread the fire of the inner lighting. And the inner lightning, understand, God's magnifying glass. So once you've reached the 10th level of consciousness, you can stay connected with the 10% of your physical environment. Or you can leave and travel. Those are the 10 levels of consciousness. Right? That ladder each rung of individual freedom. Freedom and understanding that we have to shift with the season and understand that we are the stars wrapped in skin, right? And what's happening without is also happening within. And make it better for yourself. Let me get this one time. 
stop waiting and let go of the weight of the stand. Take the burden off your back. You can walk and move light and brisk. Be light on your feet. All right, so no one can step on your toes. <laughs> Blessings and grace. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the Goenosis. No surrender. 
Yes, militants, cognizant that the man is the master of this decision. What after shall be given the universe bring fruition, regardless of your situation.
you nervous, I'm waking your kundalini serpent. Tapping your brain, activating all seven circuits. My vision is clear, never felt this in tune. Listen to bear like a bride before she kiss a groom. So high, I can kiss the moon, touch the perimeter. The devil's busy, so we gotta stay busier. Is that the reason that the foes wanna test her? Hold them, I'm a diamond, that's a cold under pressure. Six-pointed star, call the tetrahedron. Come out your root chakra, defeat your lesser demons. Oh yes, I'm dreaming even when awake, that I know. I am invading your subconscious, DiCaprio. Peace, I'm actually projecting from this hell I'm leaving. You're late, homie, we've been in the 2012 season. world, your beauty's limitless, don't be disillusioned by these artificial images, keeping the glow, we naturally illuminate, why are women getting hydraulics on their gluteus, Maximus, your attractiveness is a divine you, just gotta fine tune, let me remind you. Blessings and grace as we move forward into the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off tonight with um, a warning for those that wear unnatural makeup. There is natural makeup. I use natural makeup. You know, there's bare minerals. Um, Iman has some natural makeup made with minerals. You know, there's other companies out there. Um, that have the natural ingredients. They've done a study where women of color have more toxins in their body from beauty products, more toxins in their body from beauty products than white women. The results of a recent study shows women of color have more harmful toxins in their bodies from cosmetics and beauty products than white women. A new study conducted by researchers at George Washington University and Occidental College found that beauty products marked toward black women tend to contain more toxic chemicals than products marked toward white women. The beauty products include skin bleachers, makeup, hair dye, and hair relaxers that contain toxic chemicals such as formaldehyde, parabens, hormones, lead, and other heavy metals that can build up in the body over time and cause long-term effects on our health. The study says pressure to conform to European beauty standards contributes 
to a cycle of self-hate in black women who desire straighter hair and lighter skin. Racial discrimination based on European beauty norms can lead to internalized racism, body shame, and skin tone dissatisfaction, factors that can influence products to use to achieve straighter hair or lighter skin, according to the study originally published in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Compared with white women, women of color have higher levels of beauty product-related environmental chemicals in their body, independent of socioeconomic status, the study revealed. So we have to take account of what we are rubbing into our skin, what we're blushing on our cheeks or putting on our eyelashes. We have to stick to the nature of the most high. I know at Whole Foods, I bought some natural lipstick that was made with hemp. Beautiful purple color, 100% organic. You know, take the time and treat your skin right so that you're not having these toxins build up in your body. And Reverend Al Sharpton, CNN commentator Angela Rye, called for removal of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson statues. The news media race-baiting and false racist narrative has led to unintended consequences. CNN commentator Angela Rye was shouted down when when, when, um, she had suggested removing statues of former presidents who were slave owners. Angela made the suggestion two days after President Trump said the removal of the Confederate statues would lead to targeting statues of former presidents who were slave owners. So during an appearance on CNN this week, Angela argued that slaves weren't deemed human beings by George Washington, who ruthlessly pursued a runaway female slave because she escaped without his permission. When Angela was rudely interrupted by another CNN contributor, she said she drew no distinction between slave owner Washington and non-slave owner Robert E. Lee. This country was built upon a very violent past that resulted in the death and raping and killing of my ancestors. So I'm not going to say it's okay for Robert E. Lee and not George Washington. We need to call it what it is, she says. Several high-profile black leaders also went off script and called for the removal of sacred monuments to slave owners George Washington and Thomas Jefferson that are not on the approved list. Reverend Al Sharpton put out the call on his popular radio show to stop using tax dollars on statues of Washington and Jefferson. But the leftist media mocked and laughed at Sharpton on Thursday. The news media is, is, is uncomfortable with this new narrative because all, because all the race baiting that they were doing and false outrage, they don't want to acknowledge their own racist past. So as an example, the left of, of the left's hypocrisy CNN's Wolf Blitzer provided a list of hundreds of Confederate statues around the country that he deemed offensive, and the list did not include slave owners. As usual, CNN and other liberal media outlets want to control the narrative and decide for us what we should be all angry about, you know, and that was on SandraRose.com. And on DailyMail.co.uk, Duke University statue of Robert E. Lee after vandals damaged the monument's face. So these things are coming down across the country. And um, with the Colin Kerpenick issue that's happening within the NFL, NFL tight end who is married to a mixed-race woman is the first white player to kneel during the national anthem. Steph DeValve, who was married to a mixed-race woman, became the first white NFL player to kneel during the pregame national anthem. The second-year tight end 
for the Cleveland Browns, took a knee with his black teammates before Monday night's preseason game against the New York Giants. Nearly a dozen players on the Browns team kneeled down during the pregame anthem while their teammates put their arms around them. DeValve joined the protest one week after Seattle Seahawks defensive and Michael Bennett challenged white players to join their black teammates and protesting the national anthem. In a statement to the reporters after the game, DeValve explained why he joined the protest. I love our national anthem. I'm very grateful to the men and women who have given their lives and give a lot every day to protect this country and to serve this country, he said. The Princeton graduate married Erica Harris in June 2017. He said he hopes their future children grow up in a better world. I wanted to, I wanted to support my African-American teammates today who wanted to take a knee We wanted to draw attention to the fact that there are things in this country that still need to change. I myself will be raising children that don't look like me. And I I want to do my part as well to do everything I can to raise them in a better environment than we have now. Free agent quarterback Colin Kropakinek was blacklisted for taking a knee during last season's pregame anthem. Many believe that Kropakinek's protests were self-serving, but, you know, I believe that what he did was draw attention to what's happening, you know, with all these shooting deaths of these black people by police officers across the nation and no one being convicted of those crimes. You know, and so also Philadelphia Eagles defensive and Chris Long, you know, also um, raised his fist and um, Chris Long broke the NFL's protest color barrier. It's a good time for people who look like me to be here, for people fighting for equality. All right. And on telegraph.co.uk, the Catholic Church and local authorities are criticized for claiming child sex abuse victims consented. Can you imagine the Catholic Church in the UK, God bless them over there in the United Kingdom that are listening the church is claiming that the child abuse sex victims consented. The Catholic Church and local authorities have been criticized for trying to claim child sex abuse victims consented in a bid to avoid compensation payouts. That's horrible. You know, and one claimant was told by the lawyers for the Catholic Archdiocese of Southwark that his abuse, which included rape, and began when he was 15, actually occurred in the context of a consensual relationship. The victim, who cannot be named for legal reasons, told the newspaper that the use of the defense felt insulting. I was below the legal age of consent. You know, and there's a grooming element to that kind of situation. Terrible. It was totally disregarded, and it made me feel really small, he said. Burn fire on all those ones in all the churches. Let them all be found out that are victimizing children across the world. And she was named. And on HuffingtonPost.com, I found this very interesting. The the Israel minister says that preserving ties with Trump is a bigger priority than denouncing neo-Nazis. Trump is the unquestioned leader of the free world, and we must not accept anyone harming him, said Ayub Kara last week. As anger mounted in Israel last week over President Donald Trump and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's response to the white supremacist violence, 
in Charlottesville, Virginia, the country's communication minister urged Israelis to prioritize their support for Trump over their denunciation of the neo-Nazis. Speaking to the Jerusalem Post on Thursday, Ayub Karo, who was handpicked for his ministerial role by Netanyahu in May, said that Israel must defend Trump. Israel must defend Trump, who he described as the best U.S. leader Israel has ever had. Okay? Trump is the best U.S. leader, all of them, that Israel has ever had. Due to the terrific relations with the U.S., we need to put the declarations about the Nazis in proper proportion. So since when the Jews who were exterminated by Nazis, allegedly, and um, all these horrible things happen, now they need to put declarations about the Nazis in the proper proportion, said Kara, who was the member of the Druze community of non-Jews minority in Israel. We need to condemn anti-Semitism and any trace of Nazism, and I will do that as a minister to stop its spread. But Trump is the best U.S. leader Israel has ever had. His relations with the Prime Minister of Israel are wonderful. And after enduring the terrible years of Obama, Trump is the unquestioned leader of the free world, and we must not accept anyone harming him. Okay, so Trump defends neo-Nazi marches shocking America and presidential embrace of the far right. This is what's happening. And so, you know, Netanyahu and Israel thinks he's the best president ever. And on Politico.eu, I thought this was a great new energy coming across the world. Ireland's tough lobbying rules spark cries for similar laws elsewhere. So regulations requiring those to seek those that are seeking to influence policy to register meetings, letters and emails. You know, so it's it's a call for transparency growing louder across Europe, especially in Germany. Two years after Ireland introduced some of the strictest laws in the world on lobbying transparency. See these corporations run our government. And they do it through lobbying. I don't have a lobbyist for my for for what I want, do you? Who's there up there letting these congressmen and senators know what we want? The corporations have lobbyists that do that. So the reforms are being held up as the gold standard for policymakers looking to shine a light on the often murky world of influence peddling. Calls for transparency are growing louder across Europe, especially in Germany, with the series of scandals have put a spotlight on the car industry's close ties with senior politicians. Like they know out here in New Jersey, Telsa can't have a car factory. I didn't have a vote in that. So Ford and all the other companies got together and lobbied the representatives, you know, of of um, the state and decided Telsa can't have any stores in the state I live in. None. People should be able to have a say who they want to cater to, who they want to buy things from. It shouldn't be regulated to that degree by the government, just holding one corporation out because all these others banded together and peddled and bought influence. 
You know, so Ireland's experience says proponents of the law have dispelled worries that tough lobbying rules would cripple the industry or limit the ability of politicians to do their job. Their job is to make sure that the people have what they need. See, it's the, it's time for the shift. See, it's shifting right now over in Ireland. Bless up Ireland for setting the example. Transparency is catching hold, said Sherry Perrialt, head of lobbying regulation at Ireland's Standards and Public Office Commission, who's traveled across Europe to showcase the Irish reforms. To see this catching fire outside of Ireland is really terrific. The Irish reforms are simple. Any individual, company, or NGO, non-governmental organization that seeks to directly or indirectly influence officials on a policy issue must list themselves on a public register and disclose any lobbying activity. The rules cover any meeting with high-level public officials as well as letters, emails, or tweets intended to influence the policy. For those in the business, the impact of the register and its requirements are primarily about the way the industry is perceived, and broadly they are happy about it. I have not heard anybody suggest the Lobbying Act has impacted in any way the willingness or the ability to influence policymakers. Connell McDevitt, CEO of Hume Brophy, one of Ireland's largest lobbying firms, it's always better in our industry to have transparency, and we're all stronger for it. So this is really great, and I hope this comes over here because we don't know, you know, according to, like, that TV show on um, on Netflix, House of Cards, you know, these corporations themselves write up the new laws. They have writers on their staff, and they present them to the congressmen and to the Senate already written. And, it, and so it includes, you know, new variances and permissions so that whatever their corporate goal is to manifest can happen under the rules of law. And whatever old laws obstruct that are rewritten into the new one. You know, and and the people be damned. And speaking of the people be damned, on the shaderoom.com, um Missouri parents demanding answers after seeing photo of a four year old daughter, African American, duct taped to a chair at daycare. Two Missouri parents are on a mission to find answers after a photo surfaced. Praise God for someone taking a picture because they would have never known. A photo surfaced of their four-year-old daughter duct taped to a chair while at daycare. According to reports, Alicia Brooks and Christian Evans were contacted by the Department of Children and Family Services and sent the disturbing picture that appears to show their little girl while she was a student at Little Learners of Fluorescent Daycare. I'm looking at a picture of my daughter duct taped to a chair and her facial expression. I can just imagine how she felt, Brooks said. She claims the daycare never contacted her, and she had no idea that the incident took place until she was contacted by DCFS, the Department of Children and Family Services. I won't be happy until that daycare is shut down, for one, and whoever did this to my child, whoever it is, she needs to go to jail. So Father Christian Evans is demanding answers as well. Seeing your child duct taped to a chair, seeing the anxiety, seeing how scared your child is, knowing that you're not the one, that you're not there to protect them, and knowing for two that you have people around you who would stoop to that level to hurt you, puts the child in a crazy state of mind. He shared to WBRC. The investigation is ongoing, and sources say that the daycare has not responded to the allegations that one of the employees is responsible. So pray for the child of Alicia. And Alicia Brooks and Christian Evans, the four-year-old. And, you know, 
look into these daycares. You know, these daycares, especially for ones that are offering daycare services within the listening ear, you know, it would be good to make a new wave of energy. I remember years ago when I used to work for a corporation, they had daycare where there was um, surveillance cameras at the daycare. So I could check into my computer and put in a password on a site and I could see my child. You know, they have those types of daycares and maybe suggest that to daycares that that your children are at because it would make everyone feel comfortable. Transparency is the way to go when it comes to children, especially. You know, we have to protect the children. And speaking of children and protecting them, um, a trans teen was attacked at a Phoenix pool party after the trans boy assaulted a girl. A gender-confused teenager was attacked at Arizona pool party after he, overstand he, is the trans person, uploaded a video of himself beating a young black girl for calling him a dude. Police say a group of about 20 people attacked 18-year-old Dakota Kern at a pool party on August 16th, about a week after he uploaded the video to his Facebook page. He was so proud of himself that this trans confused teenager uploaded a video of him beating a young black girl for calling him dude. So Kern, who is white, is seen dragging a young black girl by her hair across the pavement and pummeling her and about the face with a closed fist. This is what happens when bees try me, he captioned the video. This is what happens when bees try me. That's what he captioned the video. Tell your mama to come my way. I'll do that to your mama too, B. He tells the girl in the video. About a week later, Kern was spotted at a pool party by the girl's family members. So Kern told the news outlet that he was surrounded by the people, the family members who yelled homophobic slurs at him, and he decided to leave when a man yelled, get it, get it. And then one of the guys, he ends up grabbing me by the head, grabbing me by my hair, and they hit me. And Kern was hospitalized with neck injuries after the attack. He has since been released. So her family went and beat him down. How dare he? The thing with this whole trans, you know, the trans thing does not protect women. It just X's out, puts women to a lower level. Just like at Target, you know, women have no say so. A trans man can come and use the bathroom with you, can try on clothes with you inside the same. Where's the protection? Because this is a mental confusion thing. I don't care what anybody says. That's that's my I I just especially in a teenage state. He thinks he's so much of a woman that he could beat a woman. We have to have our daughters in martial arts, some kind of self defense, krav maga, something to know how to defend themselves. As well as our boys, but our daughters definitely. Because the woman's not protected. The trans man wants to be everywhere they can. Even the ability to call themselves woman. Even if they had the surgery. Well, I had surgery. I don't have a penis. I'm a woman. It doesn't make you a woman. Not in my eyes. You are what you are. I would I would respect that. You are what you are. You've made yourself this, and this is who you are. But don't call yourself me. I'm a special entity, <laughs> okay? 
That's disrespectful and insulting on so many levels, and they don't care. And moving forward on PRN Newswire, or excuse me, PR Newswire, the regenerative medicine market is to reach $5.5 billion. And this is finance and technology, understand. Regenerative medicine market to reach $5.5 billion by 2025. The increased prevalence of neurodegenerative, orthopedic, and other aging-related disorders. So this is in the newswire because the global regenerative medicine market size is, is expected to reach $5.59 billion by 2025, according to this new report, increased pre- with the increased prevalence of neurodegenerative, orthopedic, and other aging-related disorders in geriatric population coupled with rising global geriatric population is anticipated to drive market growth. So they're looking at how this, all the illnesses and the side effects by the medications are going to be affecting the aged as we go through and how you can fundamentally make a dollar by getting in on it now. So developments in biotechnology have enabled gaining in-depth knowledge pertaining to cell division and differentiation, as well as metabolism, mechanisms of various cells. And so this enriched knowledge, coupled with the emergence of novel streams of biotechnology, such as gene therapy and nanotechnology, which I've spoken of before, further prospered use of cell-based technology, cell-based technology and therapeutic treatment. So this is where they're going. Identification of the ability of stem cells to to develop into various different cell lines further propelled the advancement in regenerative medicine and frequent media exposure due to regulatory as well as ethical controversies around embryonic stem cells have increased awareness among the masses. So this encouraged researchers to explore and develop other potential fields of similar applications, such as induced Pluripotent stem cells, IPCS. Okay, so furthermore, the emergence of gene therapy techniques with the potential to rectify and restore effects of gene mutations in cells is under development. So they mention all these companies to invest in. Merck, Abbott, Novaris, GlaxoSmithKline, Overstand, Pfizer, Blue Rock Therapeutics, AstraZeneca, Bayer, Cook Biotech, Octa Therapeutics, Integra Life Sciences Corporation. All right, so there, this is where they're hedging their bet in the stock market, overstand, when it comes to those types of stocks dealing with health, is the regenerative medicine market, because the largest population is aging rapidly. But we have to take care of ourselves so that we don't need any of that nanotechnology (laughs) and cell mutation therapy that they want to put upon us. Overstand. Okay, we're going to take a music moment and come back with technology.
grace and blessings as we move forward into technology. On BGR.com, scientists remotely hacked a brain controlling body movements. Imagine someone remotely controlling your brain, forcing your body's central processing organ to send message to your muscles that you didn't authorize. It's an incredibly scary thought, but scientists have managed to accomplish this science fiction nightmare for real, albeit on a much small scale. And they were even able to prompt their test subject to run, freeze in place, and even completely lose control over their limbs. Thankfully, the research will be used for good rather than evil, for now. For now. The effort led by physics, Professor Arnon Prell, Ph.D., of the University at Buffalo College of Arts and Sciences, focused on a technique called magneto, like the movie, right, in the X-Men, right? I think it's X-Men, magneto thermal stimulation. It's not exactly a simple process. It requires an implantation of a specially built DNA strands. Again, I was talking about that regenerative medicine, right? DNA strands and nanoparticles, which attach to specific neurons. But once the minimally invasive procedure is over, the brain can be remotely controlled via an alternating magnetic field. When those magnetic inputs are applied, the particles heat up, causing the neurons to fire. The study was published in the most recent edition of the journal eLife, small e, capital L, eLife. Includes experiments where... where they, where they were performed on mice. And so using the new technique, the researchers were able to control the movement of the animals, causing them to freeze, lock up their limbs, turn around, and, and even run. Despite only being tested on mice, the research could have far-reaching implications in the realm of brain research. The holy grail for dreamers like Elon Musk is that we'll one day be able to tweak our brains to eliminate mood disorders and make us more perfect creatures. This groundbreaking research could very well be an important step toward that future. And this is on BGR.com in their science section. And on BusinessInsider.com, Amazon is about to claim a new, is about to claim a new victim in retail. Um, in the retail apocalypse, I don't know if you noticed that a lot of malls are changing their modus operandi. You know, retail stores are going dead. They're closing down. People are buying everything online. You know, so Amazon, um, Foot Locker, and Finish Line are in danger of losing market share to Amazon. UBS analysts expect the two to start closing stores. So you're going to see more Foot Locker and Finish Line stores closing. And Foot Locker and Finish Line also have a large presence in malls that have lost anchors like Macy's and JCPenney's. So retailers across America have been closing down stores in droves. And this year, mid years of decline in sales and customer traffic and the increasing threat from Amazon. So far in 2017, retailers have shut down more than 6,300 stores. 6,300 stores. In 2017 alone, so far, we're only in August. So UBS says the sneaker retailers, Foot Locker and Finish Line, could be the next to start closing stores. All right, so now with the, what they're doing with the malls that started over in Japan, 
is that they're making the malls into experience centers. I went to one of those malls out here where I was really surprised. My husband and I was going out to the movies, and usually the movie theater is outside of, like, the mall or the shopping center area located with, like, a similar parking lot. And so we had to park and go inside the mall to the movie theater. And once we got in, they had a go-kart racing track that took up half the first floor. There was a Dave & Buster's that was three stories high. There was all these different restaurants and, like, experiences. They even had a United States Post Office store in the mall. I was really, you know, surprised. So you'll see your malls around America changing and around the world. Like I said, it started in Japan. And so now this is on theguardian.com. Ambrosia is the name of the startup that's harvesting the blood of the young. This is real talk. (sighs) The blood of the young. What we now call intergenerational fairness. What we now call intergenerational fairness has suffered a lot lately. And it's not about to be improved by the news that the baby boomers are sucking the blood of the young, although in fairness, they can only after the plasma. In Monterey, California, a new startup has emerged, offering transfusions of human plasma, 1.5 liters a, a time, pumped in across two days, harvested uniquely from young adults. Ambrosia, the vampiric startup concerned, is run by a 32-year-old doctor called Jesse Kurzmazin who bills $8,000 a pop for participation in what he has dubbed a study. So far, he has 600 clients with the median age of 60, and the blood is collected from local blood blanks. Then separated and combined, it takes multiple donors to make one package. It's no coincidence his scheme is based near San Francisco. The idea has become faddish in tech circles. This idea has become faddish in tech circles. While anti-aging products usually hold more appeal with women, two-thirds of the more than 65 participants who have signed up for this trial are men. Mike Judge's Silicon Valley sitcom recently parodied the notion which ARC tech guru Gavin Belson, relying on his blood boy, following him around to donate pints of sticky red at any opportune moment. That fictionalized account may be well based on the real-life adventures of Peter Thiel, the PayPal founder, who has expressed interest in having transfusions. He and various other thinkers who radiate out toward the death-evading transhumanist movement are fascinated by heterochronic parabosis. Parabiosis. Heterochronic parabiosis, the sewing together of two animals in order to create a living chimera. Studies going back decades show that regenerative, again regenerative, affects of one organism being joined to another. In the 17th century, Robert Boyle, he of Boyle's law suggested replacing the blood with the old, with the blood of the young. In 2012, the University of Cambridge, Dr. Robin Franklin led a group that showed blood from young mice could replace myelin sheaths, crucial for combating MS, multiple sclerosis in older mice. But it was a 2014 Harvard report that seemed to have kickstarted the present revival of the interest of transfusions. Their scientists injecting old mice with the plasma of younger generation found it improved their memory and their ability to learn. Conversely, injecting old blood into young seemed to novel the young rodents. The the scientific community has rolled its eyes at the trial elements of ambrosia. There's no control group with participation costs so much. But this is horrible that it's even being done. 
They shouldn't be able to get the blood from blood from um, from blood banks. People give the blood to blood banks, thinking that they're doing it for a good purpose, not for corporations to buy it up and use it to start a startup. I mean, this is really vampiric. It's on theguardian.com. Ambrosia. Interesting name. And on fortune.com, popular robots have security flaws that could make them dangerous. Okay, so a, uh, uh, the Seattle-based security cybersecurity firm found major security flaws in industrial models sold by Universal Robots, a division of U.S. technology company Teradyne, Inc. It also cited issues with consumer robots Pepper, and which are manufactured by Japan's SoftBank Group Corp., and the Alpha 1 and Alpha 2 made by China-based UB Tech Robotics. These vulnerabilities could allow the robots to be turned into surveillance devices, spying on their owners and letting them be hijacked and used to physically harm people or damage property, the researchers wrote in a report released Tuesday. So these robots can now, you know, be hijacked and used to physically harm people. So be careful when one's bringing these things into your home. You know, it's not what it's made out to be. And now um, what I find really interesting is on Newswise.com, they have a clay-based antimicrobial packaging that keeps food fresh. It's made from clay. Look at the nature of the most high. Sometimes it seems as if fresh fruits and vegetables and meats go bad in the blink of an eye, and consumers are left feeling frustrated, often turning to less expensive processed foods that last longer but are less nutritious. Now, scientists reported they have developed a packaging film coated with clay nanotubes packed with antibacterial essential oil. Look at God. They developed a film coated with clay nanotubes packed with the antibacterial essential oil. The film provides a one-two punch, preventing over-ripening and microbial growth, which could, which could help improve the shelf life of, 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 of um, all these different perishables. So the researchers are presenting their results at the 254th National Meeting and Exposition of the American Chemical Society, the world's largest scientific society, because all these chemicals are based on nature, alchemical. It's all alchemical. And alchemy comes from the most high. It's holding the meeting here through through Thursday. It features nearly 9,400 presentations on a wide range of science topics. So that's the national, the 254th National Meeting and Exposition of the American Chemical Society, ACS. So food packaging that is capable of interacting with food can contribute to safety and prevent economic losses from spoilage. This is a great, um, this, this, is, this is what I like to see with technology when it holds hands with nature. Because the technology is also natural. It's a natural extension of man. You know, but we have to use it for good. We have to use it for good. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology.
Blessings and grace as we move forward into herbnology. Now, last week on the podcast, I talked about ways that we can physically shift the consciousness, which was to meditate daily, stay centered, learn to trust in higher guidance and assistance, and I said get plenty of vitamin B. And to try to remember that these are extraordinary times that we're living in. Now, vitamin B overstand, B is for brain. B6, B12, folic acid. B is for brain. Okay? So this has been reinforced by research published in the top journal, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which showed that people in a trial who got B vitamins were almost entirely protected from brain, brain shrinkage. Okay? Remember I talked about neuroplasticity and brain power and how our brain still has the ability to grow for the rest of our lives? So vitamin B protects. They were almost entirely protected from brain shrinkage suffered by those who only got the placebo. So those that just got the placebo, their brains actually shrunk. So vitamin B. A rapidly shrinking brain is one of the signs of raised risk for Alzheimer's. So those taking B vitamins had 90% less shrinkage in their brains. And the research showed the areas of the brain that were protected from damage are almost almost exactly the same as Alzheimer's typically destroys. This Alzheimer's footprint includes areas that control how we learn, remember, and organize our thoughts, precisely with those that gradually atrophy as the ghastly disease progresses. You know, so vitamin B. B6, B12, and folic acid. The study was designed to discover whether giving high doses of three B vitamins, B6, B12, and folic acid, could slow the rate at which the participants' memory worsens. As well as giving the participants standard memory and cognitive tests, the researchers scanned some of the volunteers' brains at the beginning and at the end of the study to see what effect, if any, was there on the rate of the shrinking, well, all lose brain cells as we get older, normally about a half a percent a year. If you have mild cognitive impairment, that rises to 1%. And when Alzheimer's sets in, the atrophy speeds up to about 2.5%. So the, so the B vitamins slows brain shrinkage. So get your vitamin B, your B6, your B12, and your folic acid, right? Use the nature of the most high. Find the foods that have high high amounts of those and incorporate it in you and your children's diets. And your loved ones, your family members, encourage them. Vitamin B is for the brain. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment and be back with the metaphysics of the moment.
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. Tonight I turn to the Apocryphon of John, the secret, but of, the secret book of John, the teachings of the Savior, the revelation of the mysteries hidden in silence, those things that he taught John, his disciple. The prologue states, One day John, the brother of James, those are the sons of Zebedee, was going up to the temple. A Pharisee by the name of Aramaios came up to him and challenged him, asking, Where's the teacher you used to follow? John replied, He has gone back to the place from which he came. The Pharisee said, The Nazarene misled you, told you lies, closed your hearts, and turned you away from your ancestral traditions. When I heard these things, I, John, turned away from the temple and went off to a deserted mountainous place. I was very unhappy, saying to myself, how is the Savior designated? Why did his father send him into the world? Who is his father? What kind of realm will we go to? For although he told us this realm is modeled on the imperishable realm, he didn't teach us about the latter. All of a sudden, while I was contemplating these things, behold, the heavens opened and the whole of creation shone with the light from above, and the world quaked. I was afraid, yet, behold, a little child appeared before me in the light. I continued looking at him as he became an old man, and then he changed again, becoming like a young man. I didn't understand what I was seeing, but the one likeness had several forms in the light, and these likenesses appeared each through the other, and the vision had three forms. He said to me, John, why doubt? Why be afraid? Don't you know this image? Be not afraid. I am with you always. I am the father, the mother, the son. I am the incorruptible purity. I have come to teach you about what is and what was and what will be in order for you to understand the invisible world and the world that is visible and the immovable race, the immovable race, for perfect humanity. Raise your head. Understand my lessons. Share them with any others who have received the spoor from the immovable race of perfect humanity. The expressible one. The one rules all. Nothing has authority over it. It is the God, the father of everything, holy one, the invisible one over everything. It is uncontaminated, pure light no eye can bear to look within. The one is the invisible spirit. It is not right to think of it as a God or as like God. It is more than just God. Nothing is above it. Nothing rules it. Since everything exists within it, it does not exist within anything. Since it is not dependent on anything, it is internal. It is absolutely complete and so needs nothing. It is utterly perfect, light. The one is without boundaries. Nothing exists outside of it to border it. The one cannot be investigated. Nothing exists apart from it to investigate it. 
The one cannot be measured. Nothing exists external to it to measure it. The one cannot be seen, for no one can envision it. The one is eternal, for it exists forever. The one is inconceivable, for no one can comprehend it. The one is indescribable, for no one can put it any words to it. The one is infinite light, the purity, holiness, stainlessness. The one is incomprehensible from corruption, not perfect, not blessed, not divine, but superior to such concepts, neither physical nor unphysical, nor immense nor infinitesimal. It is impossible to specify in quantity or quality, for it is beyond knowledge. The one is not a being among other beings. It is vastly superior, but it is not superior. It is outside the realms of being and time, for whatever is within realms of being was created, and whatever is within time had time allotted to it. The one receives nothing from anything. It simply apprehends itself in its own perfect light. The one is majestic. The one is measureless majesty, chief of all realms, producing all realms, light producing light, life producing life, blessedness producing blessedness, knowledge producing knowledge, good producing goodness, mercy producing mercy, generous producing generosity. It does not possess these things. It gives forth light beyond measure, beyond comprehension. What can I say? His realm is eternal, peaceful, silent, resting before everything. He is the head of every realm, sustaining each of them through goodness. The origin of reality? We would know nothing of the ineffable and nothing of the immeasurable without the help of the one who comes forth from the one who is the Father. He alone has informed us. The Father is surrounded by light. He apprehends himself in that light, which is the pure spring of the water of life that sustains all realms. He is conscious of his image everywhere around him, perceiving his image in this spring of spirit, pouring forth from himself. He is enamored of the image he sees in the light water, the spring of pure light water enveloping him. His self-aware thought in Noah came into being, appearing to him in the effulgence of his light. She stood before him. This then is the first of the powers, prior to everything, arising out of the mind of the Father, the providence, pranoia, of everything. Her light reflects his light. She is from his image, in his light, perfect in power, image of the invisible, perfect virgin spirit. She is the initial power, glory of Barbello, glorious among the realms, glory of revelation. She gave glory to the virgin spirit. She praised him and she arose from him. This, the first thought, first thought, is the spirit's image. She is the universal womb. She is before everything. She is mother, father, first man, Holy Spirit, thrice male, thrice powerful, thrice named. Primary structures of the divine mind. She, Barbello, asked the virgin spirit for incorruptibility. The spirit agreed. Incorruptibility came forth and stood by thought and foreknowledge. 
Incorruptibility gave glory to the invisible virgin spirit and to Barbello, for she was the reason that it had come into being. She asked for everlasting life. The spirit agreed. Everlasting life came forth, and they all stood together. They gave glory to the invisible spirit and to Barbello, for she was the reason it had come into being. She asked for truth. The spirit agreed. Truth came forth, and they all stood together. She gave glory to the invisible spirit and to Barbello, for she was the reason it had come into being. This is the fivefold realm of the Father. The first man who was the image of the invisible spirit, who was providence, who was Barbello, who was thought and foreknowledge, incorruptibility, life everlasting, and truth. Thought, foreknowledge, incorruptibility, life everlasting, and truth is the fivefold realm of the Father. Okay, so then I looked into the metaphysical meaning of reality. Reality, that which, is, that which is abiding eternal and unchangeable, the same yesterday and today, yea and forever, Hebrews 13.8. The basic principles of mathematics and music are real because they are not subject to change. A wrong application of their principles may produce discord, overstand. But the principles are not disturbed. God is the one harmonious principle underlying all being. And the reality out of which all that is eternal comes. All causes are in the mind. Well, you have to shift that consciousness, man. Tune in. Error thoughts produce the mental and physical inharmonies called disease. These effects are not enduring and internal. Error can be erased from the mind and be made to disappear from the body. And the metaphysical meaning of realization, realization, the deep inner conviction and assurance of the fulfillment of an ideal, the idea, the ideal of you, it is meant at, it is meant at one meant, at one, at one men. Atonement, atonement at one, completion, perfection, wholeness, repose, resting in God. The realization that we are resting in the Most High, overstand. It is the dawning of the truth in the consciousness. When the realization takes place, one abides in the light of God's mind. The God mind and the inner conviction that prayer has been answered, although there has yet to be no outer manifestation. The supreme realization is unity with God mind, complete oneness with Christ consciousness. Complete oneness with Christ consciousness. The highest realization is taking place more widely today among men and women than at any time in history. Yeshua HaMashiach fully attained the supreme realization. And the trail has been, has been there for us to follow. But we got to stop looking outside of ourselves for the outfit, you know, and the people and the places and the things. 
and just take that moment and go through the awkward silence and the uncomfortability so that you can become incorruptible and have incorruptibility over sand once you're centered and aligned within yourself. And may the most high reach to all of those within the listening ear and bless their life and make their consciousness be aware of the most high's grace on their life. It's important that we see the grace through all of the disgrace that's going on around us, that we still hold on to the grace to keep the smile on your face. At the most high meant to be there. In Yeshua's name, you're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. I will come in a time, the time when the mother of the nine comes swirling like a whirlwind, spinning like a dervish. So blow us all into a line. Live in a time when the light bodies line up. Cause the clones activate, loop, conquer, and divide us. Well, I'll separate. And listen at the gate, late. Some said, wait, said, do sing prayer like prawn. Teach them how to dance in the eye of the storm. Teach them so they know that the things that they care. We release testament to old world destroy them. We've been deployed to show them. Show them what? Show them how to channel from the core. Show them how to strike cold, lift like force. So they mind so deep, then they mind so they radiate light from their palms and their pores. The IA is a mixer, and the doom's in a picture. But we are coded, our angels hit us, so we were winning the war. And the same ones that's been active since day one, actively facing us since day one. They are no longer needed. Tell them report to your patients. You are losing your form.
Rangers Wonder. La cohabitation, elle n'est pas facile Blessings and grace, and I'd like to speak on the frequency that co-hosted with me this evening. Um, that was just Bodhi Sativa featuring Les Nubians, Beautiful Humans, and Charm Taylor, Mother of Nine, Sun Ra, Godspell, Unifying Vibes, the DJ, you can find him on SoundCloud and Hands-On Radio, his mix with the drums, Queen Omega, Jai Daughter, which I will play later. Etsia, Jah will provide. Divinity, I'm the best. Be Solomon, relax. Unifying vibes again, mix one. I three, many are called. Ty Phoenix, waking up. Hempress Sativa, featuring Junior Mervin. No retreat. It's Navi, think about it. Charm Taylor, ascension. Goapel, closer. Sister Aisha, guide and protect. The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Sarak, the First Mother, and Janine Prospera. This, this shift in the atmosphere, atmosphere, is not to be feared, but to be taken upon at a time of change within ourselves, to multiply the possibilities into manifestations. You know, multiply the possibilities into manifestations. That's the most important aspect of the whole consciousness shift. And to act on them physically, changing something in your daily routine. If you don't change, you're not growing. And it starts in the day-to-day, the small things. What time you get up, what time you make this move, do you stop to meditate? Are you writing things down before you go to bed for the next day? Those subtle changes would shift your awareness of yourself and the movements that you make and what those things produce in the long run. Forethought and knowledge overstand. Forethought and knowledge. The most I said so. The Most High said so. Blessings and grace. Tell you he's the lion of Judah. He's the king of Babylon, get Food sale is the Pharaoh, he's my uncle. They say I brought you a woman, it's so hard to 
lessons you cannot teach me Your learning, getting goes deeper than flesh and bones which deceive you I'll never fall once mislead you like they mean to I can be that little ray of light in your heart that will shine through the dark That ignites to a flame and provided a spark that can never be a side chick Or magic to a bad bitch, bitch to take seats, not thrones I and I you built your castle and scale your seeds I reap your harvest and plant the seeds I wear the crown to fight out for the gravity of earth Can I hold a queen down? Shit talking, quit talking, get walking, quit squawking Vultures be hawking and gawking One match in seven queens, several nations in hell With a king of draws near Listen, hold up your head and move this way Love be your will, hope be your faith Come claim your kingdom, freedom But your discretion, girl, don't you worry Don't face your demons and free them Next time you see them say Will you step to me, say to me, your highness Will you step to me, say to me, your highness Don't face your demons and free them Next time you see them say Will you step to me, say to me, your highness 